Hello and welcome to the official Kyle Sloter podcast. That's right. We're jumping on the train. Take your Team Trevor and your Team Paxton and shove it. This is now Sloter Podcast Episode 1. I'm kidding. This is Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network. I am Ryan Green, the man across from me eating pizza right now, TJ Carpenter. How you doing, Ryan? (laughs) Not as good as you because my mouth is not filled with this fan draft pizza. It's delicious. All right, so uh, we got... We are here at FanDraft, a brand new place out in Parker, Colorado. Uh, Let me just go over the legal copy that I need to read for this podcast, all right? FanDraft is your new favorite place to watch college and NFL football. It invites you to compete in their $10,000, ooh, hang on, C-O-P-P-P-L Fantasy Football Contest. It's Colorado's Fantasy Championship, and it's free. Uh, It's free because FanDraft just opened, and this is their way to ask you to stop by and check them out. Boy, do they have a lot of drinks. You definitely need to stop by and check them out. Uh, snake drafts will be held nightly until September 6th, the night before of the first regular season game. The Grand Champion wins a trip to a trip for two to Las Vegas, and each league winner wins a $100 gift card with more than $10,000 in prizes. There are just hundreds of way to, ways to win. Uh, leagues will fill up quickly, so stop by FanDraft to sign up as soon as possible. That's F-A-N-D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Fan, you know, like beer draft. Uh, that's going to be, it's probably your new favorite sports bar. We're here right now, and it's like, it's chill. It's like, it's really awesome. This is where you come and just drink beer and watch. So, like, last month, me and Nate and Sean, I don't think you were there. Me and Nate and Sean and uh, and Ryan Edwards from uh, Mile High Sports, a bunch of other guys uh, and gals, uh, (laughs) we, we all did a draft here. It's really cool because here at the bar, they've got all of these really cool TVs up here. And what they'll do is they'll put your fantasy football draft up Damn. on the big screens. That's official as so, hell. Yeah, that's right. And they'll announce the picks. Like, they pass around a microphone for all of us. We all announced our picks. They put them up on the board. It was a big spectacle. It was really, really cool. This is an awesome setup because they've got, uh, they've got you know, obviously they've got a lot of really nice, comfortable booths. They've got a lot of great TVs. Great place to watch sports. Great place to do your fantasy football. And on Sundays, when you want to see how your football team is doing, I can't think of a better place to watch it because of all the all the access you have here. So awesome! I'm really happy to be here at FanDraft. I know you are too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of how your team why, is doing, why are you drinking oh, while doing all right. a podcast? All right, come on in, Nate Lundy. Uh, why, why are you right drinking while podcasting? Because this is FanDraft. <laughs> this is what's what supposed draft? to do while podcasting? That is a that is a pooey. It's a <laughs> podcasting under the influence. <laughs> Oh, right, that's all uh, I have. That's, to, that's, that's, that's all. Good. That's all I have to contribute to this. Oh, PUI, right, thank you. Thank you. That was great. Podcasting under the influence. Look it up. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. We're going to keep going, uh, and I'm <laughs> going to continue to have drinks. Um, so come and get me, podcast police. All right, let's talk about the Broncos. Let's talk about the first preseason game because, of course, it meant everything in the world. Uh, the season was hanging on a thread until this game was played. TJ. Uh, it is of dire importance. Honestly, what did you take away from the first preseason game? I took away that Paxton Lynch is not very good. Ooh, um, coming out with the hot takes already. I know, man. Like, you know, I don't like hot takes. For no. those of you, by the way, who misapply the phrase hot take, hot take is when you say something <laughs> uh, without having really any information about the situation. I would, I would just like to say I've been watching a lot of Paxton Lynch uh, throughout the throughout the um, training camp and he's he looks lost a lot of times I think to I think what you saw last night was just reinforcement of the idea that he doesn't go through his progressions very much 
Uh, he's basically a one-read quarterback, um, which, you know, in the past you've had guys who have been really successful with that. Uh, Michael Vick was a one-read quarterback. His mm-hmm. first read wasn't open. He'd run, and he was really athletic, so it worked. Um, he was a special talent. Less successful examples, Tim Tebow was a one-read quarterback. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, he won a playoff game here in Denver with Tim Tebow, so not all was bad with him. <laughs> but with Pax Lynch, your expectation was that he would be a franchise player. And to this point, two years in, not only does he not look like a franchise player, he looks like the opposite. He looks like somebody that would be a liability on the field because upstairs he's not meeting the prerequisites uh, of somebody who was going to succeed at the NFL level. So I thought it was a really bad performance from him. It yeah. was a bad sign that he was in between a uh, – basically Kyle Sloter and Trevor Simeon made a Paxton Lynch sandwich, and it was a, it was a shit sandwich. It was, it was a, they it made was stretched it, out really tall. <laughs> it, was re, it was bad because Sloter looked great. Right. Simeon looked solid. Um, and then in the middle was Paxton Lynch, who looked like a crazy, awful mess. So – it was it was a bad performance for him. He's gonna ha- get one more shot against San Francisco, but I think unless he performs like Mitch Trubisky did for Chicago, right? You're looking at uh, the next backup for the Denver Broncos, Paxton Lynch, right? Because this, look, I'll be honest, I thought I I saw the 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 type of build of quarterback that that Elway saw in practice. You see it because and Andrew Mason has said it since even last year. Paxton will make the two worst throws at practice, but also the best throw at practice. Yeah. And that's what I saw. I kept seeing the best throw, and I'm like, all right, rookie year, Kubiak system, okay. But you're right. This was the game that Paxton had, I thought, the most to prove because the, he has an offensive coordinator that was brought in for him. He's got a quarterback's coach that was brought in for him. This is the system. You're supposed to be spread out. You're supposed to be on that level, so at least I wanted you to look comfortable. I don't care if you're, well, I mean, I care a little bit, but in the first preseason game, I expect quarterbacks to be inaccurate because it's the first, you're getting into game speed. I, I, I don't care if you're a veteran, you're still, your timing is still off in the right. first preseason game. I didn't see a hint of improvement in terms of him understanding what he was seeing on the field. Yeah. It looked, it was the same thing with what we saw last year in Jacksonville. Like, that's what I saw. There were plays that were scripted. That's why Cody Latimer had five catches on the same damn play five times. You know, bunch yeah. trips right or left, and then the two inside guys run streaks, and he runs behind them. That's that was at least three of Cody's receptions from Paxton. And so, like you said, you just wanted to see him look comfortable in the system that was supposed to be meant for him. I didn't see it. Um, and. While the system probably wasn't meant for Trevor, I thought he looked more comfortable, didn't put it in the end zone. That's still, you know, whatever. But you're right. This is now probably the biggest game of Paxton Lynch's youngest career. Yeah. Because you're going to have all week, knowing you're the guy, you're going to have a game plan. And if you don't get at least 10 points, I'm going to put it there. If you don't get 10 points from your performance, I don't see how Trevor Samin doesn't start. Well, you know, I think the idea that this is a system issue or it's some sort of learning curve problem is spurious because when you watch him on the field, everybody else is moving at one speed. He's moving at a different, much slower speed. It's his progressions. It's his reads. And, look, Brett Favre was the last of the Mohicans here. Like, he was the last guy who would just kind of go out there and wing it, and it it would work out. Right. The NFL in 2017 is sophisticated. Quarterbacks are required to know certain things. 
I mean, it's like any industry. There are some people who get it and some people who don't. Um, in sports talk radio, I've had a lot of success, fortunately. I went from a very small market in Fayetteville up here to Denver through Kansas City. Um, and I feel like I get it. You know, there's a level of understanding you have to have to be in this business. You have to be able to do it well. Nate does it really well. Sean does it really well. Um, but, but there are other guys who don't get it. And they don't get to this point. And right. if they do, they flame out pretty quickly. Right. Look, you know, I, I was a land surveyor before this, uh, and I did not get that industry. I did not get civil engineering. It just mm-hmm. wasn't for me. Um, for Paxton Lynch, he just doesn't get it. Like, he doesn't understand that you need to do certain things quickly. You need to react in certain ways. You need to put a certain level of time and effort into it. Yeah. And as hard as I think Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch are both working, I don't think they're working as hard as they possibly can. Like, if you aren't... At this point, if you're Paxton Lynch, if you are not spending every waking moment obsessing about being a great quarterback in right. the NFL, you're not working hard enough. Absolutely. you got to wake up and eat, breathe, sleep, everything, quarterback, all the First time. First one in, last one out. Yes. Like, that's I mean, it. Like, you know, Peyton Manning um, is sort of wired that way. Like, he doesn't, he's not wired to take time off. Everything he does is work as hard as you possibly can to do that. And when it's football season, he works as hard as you possibly can. I, great line. I'm not talented enough to be unprepared. <laughs> Paxton Lynch is That's not a great ta- line. Yeah. Right, right, right. Paxton Lynch is not talented enough to be unprepared. Like he has to go up. He has to over prepare. Yes. Be as prepared as one can conceivably be. And if you're not that, if you have at any point are seen having uh, an alcoholic beverage in public, if you are seen in the park playing with right. your your children. I don't care what it is. People are going to look at that and say you're not working hard enough. Yep. And guess what? They're probably right because if you're if that's not your number one focus, even if you got your daughter running the route tree, like that's, that's right. Uh, <laughs> find something else. Find find a different business. Go go be a go be a, a tax man. You know, mm-hmm. go work at a bank. Um, by the way, Paxton Lynch is probably. Uh, an apron and a man bun away from being a Starbucks barista. <laughs> so he's already got most of it figured out. Or a Treasure Island acting boy, right. you know. But at this point, he's not an NFL quarterback. No. So. All right, so I'm not the one trying to make excuses for Paxton Lynch here, but I do want to know how much blame you're kind of putting on the front office because there is a part of me that, that believes that while if you can't handle the pressure, you don't deserve to be quarterback. But the situation that he was put in at the moment probably at least regressed some of that mental progression you would hope to see. I think when he was at Memphis, they said, you're the guy, go out and wing it. There's really no pressure. You're in a conference you're not expected to win. Just go out and just do whatever you do physically. And at that team, at that point in college, that worked for him. And, I mean, we've seen it with most quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. so do you think that him not having the full confidence of the coaching staff last year and them still having it open to a competition this year, even though he's learning his new system and he's taking forever to do it, do you put some blame on the uh, front office or the coaches that, you know, you guys should have just named him starter and he just could have played however Paxton plays knowing yeah. that he's starter? Yes, because they're, they clearly they evaluated him poorly. Yeah. And... I this think they severely undervalued what he was bringing mentally to the game. Yeah, I, and, and I think that this is the hubris of a lot of NFL front offices. A lot of GMs in sports in general think this way. 
give me somebody who has raw athletic ability mm-hmm. and I will teach them how to do it the right way. I will train them how to be a great athlete and then I'll, I'll make them better. I don't need Paxton Lynch to think. I can think for him. He just has to throw the ball. And that's not how it works right. at quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can do that with a wide receiver because you you can help a wide receiver with technique and all these stuff. He's just running in a straight line. Sometimes you put a little crick in the line. I like it's that's all his job is. Right. Knowing assignments and things. Like, if you're a quarterback, you have to know everybody else's job. You have to know your job. You have to know the defense's job. And you have to react to everything happening on the field. All 21 other people on the field have to be in, in your purview in milliseconds. <laughs> right. So if you think you can train somebody to do that, you're you are too arrogant for that position. Right. And I think that, that as great as John Elway has been throughout his career, and as good as he's been in the front office to this point by proxy of Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. he's now in a position where he doesn't have somebody who he already knows is a Hall of Famer. Right. He's got somebody who might be a quarterback, might not be a quarterback. He doesn't know. He's whiffed on two quarterbacks in the draft now. Right. Two. Right. And this is where... This is something I've always said. Like you've seen, you've heard like fans say, "Oh, I hope Peyton Manning comes back as a quarterback coach." You know, I don't know if I would because here's the thing: Peyton Manning can never teach anyone to be Peyton Manning. That's exactly. the thing. Peyton Manning cannot teach another quarterback, whether it's Trevor Simeon, whether it's Paxton Lynch, whether it's even Tom Brady. Yeah. He can't say, "Okay, so when they're in this defense, you got to go back to 2003 when we did this play, and here's how we, they played us." Like he, no one can do that. Only Peyton Manning can do that, and I think John Elway is learning that only John Elway can do the improvisation with the big arm and the athleticism, and and still be that kind of quarterback and make it work. Brett Favre, another basically only kind of quarterback I can do. It. Aaron Rodgers, a little. That's a tough quarterback to find. And like you said, you cannot teach instinct to someone. That's just something you're born with. So if Paxton's instinct is to take forever to produce, you know, what he's seeing on the field, it may be just time to jump off that train. Yeah. Um, but, alright, so are you giving up on Paxton completely, or is this next game kind of... I've given up on him. Okay. I have. I know a lot of people haven't. You're, that's fine. Um, you, it's understandable. You be as patient with Paxton Lynch as right. you want to be. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of on the fence with Paxton Lynch. At the beginning of training camp, I did not think that regardless of who was going to be the starting quarterback, that this team was going to be great. But what I did know was that um, there were, you know, there was some. There's a really good defense there, and they didn't have to be great for this team to necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, get make the playoffs or anything like that. But what we've seen is that not only are they not average, but Trevor Simeon, who's a below-average quarterback, is the best they've got. Paxton Lynch does not have. He does not meet the prerequisites of being a starting quarterback in this league. And by, and before, until he does, he's a liability on the field. So I, I'm at the point now where I don't think he has it in him okay. to work 25 hours a day. And that's what he's going to have to do. There's not enough time in the – it's like me. Like, there's not enough time in the day to make me a starting quarterback. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Like, I, I usually train – I could never sleep. Right, right, right. If that were possible, and I would never <laughs> be a starting quarterback in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paxton Lynch is not me, but yeah. like upstairs, he doesn't, he doesn't have it. Yeah, there's there's a part of me that will logically understand if someone hasn't given up on Paxton Lynch. If you want to make the argument that, yes, that was the first preseason game, everyone's rough, that was his first game in a new offense, even though it's tailored to him, it's still in a new offense, uh, and 
I'll give you, you know, if you want to wait to the preseason, fine. You know, even Brock Osweiler looked like garbage for three years in the preseason, and it turns out he was. But if you want to wait, I get it. I'm not going to fault you, but again, last night you thought that at least he would be like, the pendulum would kind of swing back in his momentum, you know, you would think. Because I've been hearing Tebow-esque type of, you know, he's a gamer, not a practicer from, yeah. from people. I think that's out the window now. I Again, I think at this moment, it's Trevor Simeon defaulting into the position for the second straight year. Right. And here's the thing is that I talked about this with Justin Michael on the State of the Centennial podcast. I think that I have forgotten how good this defense is. And I've learned the very first freaking series. I know it was Mike Glennon and the Bears. But Chris Harris, who I thought in practice had lost a step, I had seen Emmanuel beating him you know, on some routes, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe Chris is kind of on the downslope. You know, Emmanuel's fast, and, you know, that's just Chris. But last night, Chris tore it up. He just blew by everyone. And so you just forget how good this defense is, and if things go the right way in certain games, it wouldn't be surprising if this defense carried them to a wild card. Right. I if just, If things go right. If like things go right, right. That's the, I, I, I'm saying bounces will have to go their way more yeah. than bounces don't go their way. See, I, you know, and you can't really predict those things, so I'm going to say their defense, the, the, the virtue of a great defense is that it keeps you in games, mm-hmm. keeps games close. Uh, so I think they're going to end up losing a lot of close games. Yeah. Because their defense is really good. Yeah. But if you have a really good defense and an offense that can't score, that means that right. you're going to lose 16 to 10 a lot. Right. You know, and I think that's that that's thing, like, unfortunate. And I think that's why fans are so on Slaughter because they're so touchdown deprived from this offense that any yeah. spark or sign of a spark uh, will get them just in a frenzy. Like, oh my gosh, we scored. We scored on offense. Like, we yeah. went down the field and put it in the end zone. We can still do that. And unfortunately, after last night, I feel like we're going to see that same damn thing this year where I thought that, I think that, you know, the front office thought Paxton would be a, a, a playmaker and you would get the big home run plays and a few mistakes. But I think you're going to get Trevor Simeon again. And I think you're going to get a Trevor Simeon-like performance where it's, you know, he'll put together a good drive when the defense isn't at their best. I don't, and I mean, Trevor Simeon did make plays, but I don't expect him to make an, a spectacular play every game. I think you're just going to see a, a game manager type quarterback, and I, I hate putting the that best, label. What was on. the best Trevor Simeon game last year? The best Trevor Simeon game last year, in my opinion, was the Kansas City game at home. I know a lot right. of people say Cincinnati. Uh, I, I get that, but it was Kansas City, and in that game, you saw him make a play yeah. that, that a, a special playmaker could make. But that was the first time I saw that kind of capability, and I really haven't seen it since. But it, it's good knowing that he's possibly, or he can possibly do that. He has the possibility of making that happen. Yeah. But the majority of his snaps are, you know, first read, right. short short route, five yards. Don't go – you can't go broke, you know, making a profit, right. John Gruden type stuff. Well, that's the thing with, with quarterbacks is that – I'm glad you mentioned the Kansas City game because that's the game I was going to say. Yeah. Trevor Simeon and Alex Smith have this in common. They can be the best versions of themselves. And the absolute best version of themselves – Still loses big games. <laughs> like Trevor That's a Simeon, great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll never forget. Alex Smith had a 28-point lead, built a 28-point lead in the playoffs against the Indianapolis Colts, and the Chiefs lost that game. Mm-hmm. He was in, he was awesome, but when it came down to it, he didn't have the necessary skills to 
get his team down the field in less than a minute and a half and win the game. Trevor Simeon, same thing. He was the absolute best version of himself, which is, by the way, as you mentioned, not going to be what you get most of the time. And they still lost. Right. You don't lose games when Peyton Manning's the best version of himself. No, no, no. You don't lose games when Tom Brady is the best version of himself. Right, that is a great point to make. And so, yeah, you've got to wonder. And, look, I'll admit that, you know, Trevor Simeon needs some time in this offense, too. Um, I'm, I'm not expecting big things from him, but... I will take a Northwestern education over a Memphis education at the moment. For sure. Because right yeah. now, that looks like the safest bet. And I'll take a kid who can get into Northwestern over right. a kid right. get into Memphis. And there is a part of me that, you know, especially after last year and how the locker room interacted with each other, there has to be something in the back of Elway's mind and in Vance Joseph's mind where you have to show the defense that you want to win it for them. You want to give them the best chance of winning games. Even if it is Trevor Simeon going 8-8 eight and eight and Paxton Lynch, instead of Paxton Lynch going 6-10 and 10 and having a learning year. I think you have to do that. You've got to keep Talia who's 31. Von Miller, who should be at least at his peak, but you're not. I don't think Von Miller is going to be getting any better. You know, I think we're going to see a... a plateau, if anything, but I don't think I think Vaughn's prime is either now or past him. Yeah. I mean, Chris Harris Jr., getting older. Like, these, you know, Derek Wolf, he's had injuries and, and things. I think his career maybe, you know, not as long as he was hoping. So I wonder if you have to show the defense that, like, hey, look, this is the best we got. I screwed up. I should have gone after a veteran quarterback like Jay Cutler and taken a 10-6 and six season and, and showed you at least that I was winning. But I think that at the moment, your defense, which is historically good and I think is going to have a fantastic year again, you have to show that they are the favorites. And I know you got a first-round pick in a quarterback, and you want to see what he's worth, but he's not worth more than this defense. So you have to, I think, show them that you're on their side. I agree. And I think that if you don't do that, the defensive leaders are going to turn on you. Yep. And Vance Joseph, as a first-year head coach, cannot afford that. No, 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 no. He needs to earn the respect of the guys in that locker room. And he's not going to be able to do that until the regular season through the decisions that he makes. But it's a lot easier to lose respect than yeah, it is to gain it. Absolutely. And he can he can lose it right off the bat by saying, we're going to go with Paxton Lynch and let him develop and, and waste your time. This is probably the last year that this defense in its current incarnation is going to be together. Because, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Keith Tlaib might be gone next year. T.J. Ward in all likelihood will be gone next year. So you're looking at guys who understand. I know John Elway doesn't believe in windows, uh, but you better believe the guys on this roster believe in it, and that window is about to close. So you better put the best guys on the field on offense. Don't waste their time because that defense, it's elite. Don't waste elite. That's bad for business. So Trevor Simeon's going to be the quarterback. I think we all know that at this point. Yeah. Uh, Paxton Lynch, and I agree with Benjamin Albright, who said that, uh, according to his sources on the coaching staff, this is Paxton Lynch's job to lose. I think Mm -hmm. he's lost it. He's lost it. I would agree with that. As much as we don't like saying saying that it's a meritocracy with an asterisk, I think he's lost it on merit. I think Paxton Lynch is not not as good of a quarterback as Trevor Simmons. Nope. All right. Neither Um, am I. Oh. Oh, hi, Nate. Uh, we are going to wrap this up with, with some positivity. Um, Why? <laughs> it's the weekend. Yeah, right, it's the weekend. Let's just give them some type of hope. What was encouraging from last night that you saw? Isaiah McKenzie looked great. Cheerleaders. 
I thought that uh, Cody Latimer looked really good. Yeah, it is preseason. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that um, I thought Garrett Bowles looked really good. Yeah, that was a good sign. And then of course D'Angelo Henderson looked right. really good as well. I'm glad. Yeah, I was gonna say D'Angelo Henderson. I Stephen Ridley had a good game. Yeah, I the running game I thought was just better than what we've seen, and I I expected that just scheme and personnel wise. But yeah, I, I was going to say um, D'Angelo Henderson, I think, is the brightest spot. I think the media has been on him since, I mean, we've seen him in practice, you know. That touchdown, I saw that run three times in one practice, you know. It was right. up the gut, he just explodes through, and no one tackles it. Um, Did you so, see there's a beer on their menu called Dem Shits? I didn't see that. Yeah, drink enough. In the morning, you got Dem Shits. Dem Shits. true. It's right there. It's from uh, yeah. Bonfire. Dem Shits brown ale. Boy, oh boy. Of course it's brown. I know. Brown what, I know what, what I like to do. about this is what I like about this place. They always got different beers coming in. All the local. I like this stuff. I like this stuff. You're gonna need to stop this podcast so we can order around. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, all right. So that was we'll the stop, official. So stop talking. First preseason game wrap up. Try the pizza. Somebody's getting a phone call. Calling TJ from Houston. My beer is empty. We are wrapping this up. So for 5280 Sports Network, thank you, TJ, for joining me on the Broncos Blitz. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you for interrupting us. Again, this was at Fantrap, the newest sports brewery that you're definitely going to just want to check out. Again, if you just like chill atmospheres to watch games, which I know you all do. Yeah. Here, i got to give them a quick plug, by oh, the way. Oh, okay. No, you no. Plug it. So they, if you're looking, like, you know how you go to bars and the internet sucks? Right. Yeah. So that like is, every bar? That is not the case here. The fiber they have is an average of a oh. 100 meg per all you, second All you had to say download. was fiber. It's fiber. It, is, it might it might actually be the fastest internet service at any bar in the state. It's crazy. Damn. Damn. It's crazy, dude. It's if crazy. that's not a selling point, I don't know what is. All right. All right. That's we're wrapping up. That's all Nate has. That's all I have. That's all, all TJ has. Later, y'all. <laughs> it's been Peace the Broncos out, Blitz podcast on 5280 Sports Network.